That'd be bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Record interview. Nah, no. Can we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be real bad. This time with more sparkle. That's something I would do. <laughs> <clears throat> That's why I can't have nice things. I, I really think in the future I'm just going to probably end up using Zencaster, despite what it costs. Because then it's just easier to change everyone's levels in post because it records everyone in a separate track. The only way to do it now is if all of you recorded separately, which let's just face it. Nuke will never figure that out. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, that's definitely worth it when you're able to like fix like volumes of the different voices <clears throat> just in case there's such a Gotta headache. Make sure you idiot proof things for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing the last four years, my friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you're doing a good job of it. That's why I keep you in charge. <laughs> yeah. That and you put up with way more stuff than I would. I don't know how I do it, but... Yeah. Me either. Me either. Booze? <laughs> <laughs> the power <Yeah>. of alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Maybe some pizza sprinkled in there. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh yeah. yeah. Pizza. Uh, <laughs> now Oprah wants to come in. Let me find him in the list. If you don't ask the guy ahead of time. Ugh. Darn it. Rolls. I have too many rolls. I need to get rid of some of these. Don't mind me now. I'm just rendering out a video. Farron's in the middle of a meeting, but we should start on time. No, no problem. No problem. We get here early just because we have to squash bugs almost every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we never need to test anything on my end. No, it sounds good. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, Brendan Oprah did want to pop in here and say hello. Uh, Hey, Oprah. Hey, Oh, no. Too much weight you hold? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, let me introduce you to Farron. She's our creative director for the studio as well as for Fractured Lands. Hello. Welcome. Hey, how are you? We are good over here. We are working hard. Life is so good. I like it over there. in the middle of the encoding a video while we're trying to get ready for this. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm like, that's actually so far right. <laughs> how, how are you all? Doing well. Doing wonderful. Who am, I, who am I talking to? I haven't met you all yet. So I'm Jason, a.k.a. Black Death. I own and operate uh, over 30 clan. Cool. Yep. And... I, am, I am Brad, also known as Nuke. Um, I'm just kind of here. <laughs> I help I help out where needed. And he does the things I don't want to do playing. mostly. Awesome. <laughs> spend most of my time playing. Nice. Let BD take the uh, administrative work. And I'm Mary. I'm a, a gamer and I also help out around the different parts that I can in the clan sort of thing. So blogging. Stuff like that. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. 
this is uh, Brendan Oprey Rose, I guess. Um, I was the one that reached out to you guys initially, so I kind of do the marketing sort of here part-ish time. Uh, so, you know, I really appreciate you guys, um, you know, agreeing to join us uh, for the podcast. I think it'd be really cool for us to start including game developers like yourselves in these sort of things. So, um, you know, we're really excited to, to have you guys here today. I will not be participating in the podcast. I'll let the fine established colleagues of mine do that, uh, do that for me, but um, I do appreciate you guys agreeing to do this. Awesome. Yeah, totally. It's my first podcast, so. Sweet. Oh boy! Awesome. We'll be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty laid back, but you know, um, I think we take it uh, serious enough. I sent uh, Robert uh, a list of our questions, and just so you guys weren't blindsided by anything. But uh, I yeah. wanted, wanted to. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. By the way, yeah, yeah Cover the spectrum. Cover the spectrum. Cool. Well, laid back, laid back makes sense for the over thirty crowd. I'm I'm a proud card gearing member. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it, it's always been hard for us to find kind of our our home until we found this group and uh, a lot of like minded people with similar kind of life issues and the fact that we share the same type of tastes and games and give us a place to kind of gather has been has been a blessing in disguise. Awesome. Yep, so we've been in existence since uh, late 2010, and uh, probably have about close to 1,400 members uh, registered with uh, at least 400 uh, regularly active across all three platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. That's awesome. And a good group of that are interested in your game. Especially Mary that's with us. <laughs> she, she is a post-apocalyptic aficionado. I am. <laughs> I saw that uh, Fractured Lands and I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, please. It's like you read my mind. <laughs> that's what I, We've got that from a lot of people, which is awesome. Yes. Also, I did read everybody's mind, so. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you pick people with those kind of talents. <laughs> That's a smart move. <laughs> Over 30 clad. Over 30 clad. Over 30 clad. Fuck yeah. Logging into T-Bag. Your face on fucking day. Over yeah. 30 clad. Fuck yeah. Objectively is the only way. Yeah. I'm no players. Your game is through. Cause now you'll have to answer to. Over 30 clad. All right, so let's reiterate here. We got uh, Robert Peeler with us, who is the community manager at Unbroken Studios, and Farron Fox, who is the creative director at Unbroken Studios. And everyone, you are listening to 30 and 60, an Over 30 Clan podcast, a special event podcast, um, with our guests here. My co-hosts are Nukwakug, Anita Gunn, uh, myself, Black Death, and uh, Oprey is quietly sitting in the corner, lurking. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we're here today to talk about uh, Fractured Lands, which is an up-and-coming uh, battle royale game that uh, Unbroken Studios is working on to release uh, soon, hopefully. So, uh, tell us a little about yourself and Unbroken Studios. 
Uh, yeah, okay. Well, Unbroken Studios has uh, been around in one form or another for about four years, but um, we've actually just donned our new mantle within the last uh, year for this project. So we were founded as a studio about four years ago. We're all developers in the LA shooter action scene. I myself have been in the industry for about 13 or 14 years, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, our CEO, Paulo Hanian, uh, and I used to work together way back at Pandemic Studios uh, back in the day. And um, we've been working with each other pretty much our whole career. So we kind of came together as like our agenda was, you know, we were all in the kind of EA, Activision, um, Obsidian, kind of like the big publisher, big, big developer circuit. And everybody kind of just wanted a chance to, uh, you know, work on a smaller team, um, kind of cut through the red tape, I I used to work on um, kind of those like mid-tier games. Do you guys remember those before everything wasn't like either indie or garage development? <laughs> quote, quote, AAA. Yes. <laughs> everything now is kind of either like a $100 million budget or it was made by like two people as a college project. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of nice to be able to, you know, bring back that kind of mid-tier um, <laughs> game. So we're, uh, we're about... 40 people at our studio, uh, 20 people on the uh, project for Fractured Lands. Um, so we operate very small. Everybody wears multiple hats. Uh, we are pretty lateral. We don't have a lot of like layers of management and production. Everybody's just pretty senior and we, uh, we do what we do. I tell a fan what to do all the time. It's yeah, great. yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, anything. so it sounds like the people know what they need to do and they just get it done and things work out. Yeah, pretty you know, and then nothing ever goes wrong, and uh, yeah, there's, there's never any hiccups. <laughs> it's a miraculous studio, <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> so, uh, give, so us a, <laughs> give us a high level of what uh, Fractured Lands is about. So, Fractured Lands, as you guys pointed out, um, you know, it's a pretty uh, if you know about Battle Royale games, I won't necessarily rehash the uh the general premise of it, um, but uh, Fractured Lands is our post-apocalyptic take on the uh, last man survival uh, genre. So in Fractured Lands, um, you'll be doing all the stuff that you would normally be doing in a battle royale. You're going to be scavenging for items. You're going to be relying on yourself and your wits and your tactics to be the last person standing. Uh, but the major kind of difference in Fractured Lands is everybody starts with their own vehicle in our game. Um, so this vehicle is yours, it's your lifeline, it's your personal weapon, it's your best armor, it's your best chance of survival out in the wasteland. So this is a vehicle that you will take into the game. Um, it will be very personal to you. You will be able to personalize it. Um, you will be able to uh, upgrade it just like the rest of the things, like your weapons and stuff. And um, And at the beginning of the match, instead of like parachuting in or anything like that, everybody starts in this massive circle of vehicles um, surrounding this massive uh, militarized factory. And everybody basically, as soon as the match starts, can choose to drive out into the wasteland as far as they want um, and, uh, and then do what, anything that they uh, need to do for survival. Um, it kind of is cool because it introduces a few extra tactics you won't see in most Battle Royale games. Um, as you could expect with the uh, wasteland um, theme, fuel is incredibly scarce and incredibly valuable. So 
immediately when you start the match, you have a tactical choice to make. You can drive out as far as you possibly can to avoid conflict, but then of course you're risking running out of gas out there in the waste, so you need to make sure that you're you know, extra vigilant and scavenging. Um, or you can turn right around and go into the uh, big massive refinery, but then of course you're facing all the other players that may, may be choosing to do so, and, uh, and everything in between. Uh, that was one of the most unique things I thought uh, um, about your game. When I saw it on a high level, I, you know, I won't lie. I, I thought, oh, another Battle Royale game. And, and then I heard the premise with the car, and I'm like, okay, now that's new. But I never anticipated until I first saw gameplay that you would start with the car. I thought it was something you'd have to earn or find, you know, or fight over to get. And so I thought that was a, a real neat uh, difference and twist. I never expected it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, actually, I think it was kind of, it felt like a really natural progression uh, to me for uh, for the kind of battle royale genre because it's all about like, you know, kill or be killed, survival. It fits so well with the Wasteland theme. And, um, and for the car, like we're always kind of, one of my game design philosophies is you kind of give the player something to be emotionally attached to. You kind of give them a home. And it's really important for this genre that, you have to have one life, right? Like one life, one mistake, and it could be the end for you. This kind of gives you this little extension of your life. So if somebody steals your vehicle, there's this emotional moment. If somebody <laughs> uh, if somebody starts shooting at it, you have to decide if you want to kind of literally put yourself in harm's way to try to protect it, or if you let it go and just, you know, steal theirs after you kill them or, you know, whatever. So yeah, it really kind of lends itself. Like once we started going down that route, Everything just sort of really, really fell into place, especially in terms of the uh, the gasoline um, scavenging and also the uh, the vehicle upgrades as well. Hearing you say this again, it makes me think maybe we should add another thing where you have to name it. That's a real double-edged sword with the internet, my friend. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Lots of filters involved. Lots of <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I'd like to know what uh, inspirations played a part in uh, the development of Fractured Lands. You know, obviously, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a couple of mine just from yeah, what I've seen please. in the game. You know, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind when you think post-apocalyptic to me, especially growing up in the '80s, Mad Max. That's probably one of the the, the largest comparisons I see and that's definitely not a bad thing um I don't know yeah, yeah. anybody that doesn't like Mad Max and if you do we're not really talking anyhow I'm unfamiliar yeah yeah and then we're gonna wrap it up for the evening thank you <laughs> well unsurprisingly we we have definitely uh heard it before but it's a flattering comparison every time um we were obviously inspired by the breadth of um, post-apocalyptic fiction out there, both from movies like Mad Max um, and, you know, and all the other uh, awesome film and, and books, but also, you know, video games from, you know, Fallout to Borderlands. Like, it's a, it's a genre that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm planning on actually going to my first Wasteland weekend this year, if you guys know what that oh, is. I am very familiar uh, with it. I, I'm, oh, yes. so, I'd like to go just for the cars. I'm yeah, big, big yeah. Gearhead. So, so it's it's just this really cool subculture and you know this kind of branch of you know frankly science fiction that's almost never um, never explored and what one thing that inspired us uh, to make this game is 
there's all these, there's a couple really strong franchises out there, but there really hasn't ever been a very strong multiplayer component to it. Um, you know, you get your strong story uh, elements out of um, your fallouts and stuff, but there hasn't really been, um, there hasn't really been a strong competitor in the PVP space that really lets you fulfill that fantasy of, you know, killing everybody else to survive and like, you know, scavenging and all that stuff that like really, I think can lend itself very well to a PVP it's space. It's like the natural uh, design of the world itself is to create those kind of scenarios. And so everyone not doing it feels like, well, we really better fill this space and yeah. do it right because yeah, this, this should be done. Yeah, it's actually interesting. I feel like with most battle royales, you actually have to kind of go out of your way to explain a narrative around this. Like, oh, everybody, you know, is like in this like game show, and we're kind of trying to. And this is just like, well, you're in the you're in the wasteland. Like, of course, what else you're going to kill everybody because yeah, absolutely <laughs> makes sense to me. You want their stuff, and you don't have it, so you kill them to take it. Like, that's... their fault for owning things. It is. <laughs> um... that, that's what excited me about it. This is to, to fulfill that type of wasteland uh, kind of fantasy in a game set for multiplayer PvP type of thing. So that's why I'm really excited for it. Cool. And, you know, and, and there's a lot more potential on that front. Like, one thing I like to uh, to, to bring up is, you know, it's, it's easy shorthand to call it a Battle Royale game. But to me, Battle Royale is just a game mode. Um, it's kind of like most multiplayer games thus far have had... Team Deathmatch or Capture the Flag, and you don't tend to call them Team Deathmatch games. You use that as a very solid foundation for what you're going to do going forward. And you can expect the same thing from Fractured Lands, where you know once the, the hard part is building out this world and the characters and the cars and the weapons and everything that you know that's going to go into this. And game modes are one thing that our studio really specializes in. And I'm really excited about the future kind of directions that we're going to be able to take this world. Ooh, okay, that's now that's a unique idea. Now, now, now you have me really interested. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as far as as far as just you know, most most battle royale is just you know a free for all, last man standing, kind of stay inside the circle and you know fight everybody out. But now that you're talking about potential game modes, I can I can see a lot of a lot more interest in that um, to be to really change up the dynamic within the game. Um, yeah, yeah. From a solo perspective and from a from a team perspective, absolutely. And you know, and one of the things that we're hoping is that our, um, you know, our unique vehicle gameplay will lend itself to game modes that you really can't play anywhere else, right? Like, you know, obviously, you can get a similar experience to the battle royale in a lot of different games, but you know, crazy death races and things like that are uh, are something that you know we we can uniquely offer with our with our vehicles and vehicle upgrades and stuff. So. We have a lot of ideas that you know we obviously won't won't riff on live, but um, but we do have a lot of things in store for the future. So you read in my mind again, (laughs) 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 because you know um, you know if you're going to play a BR, a lot of times that's a significant time sink, right? To to be able to finish a game out like that, you're talking probably a minimum thirty to forty minutes of gameplay, and sometimes. You know, you want a quickie. <laughs> you know, right, so, right. so a game mode like that, you know, sort of like a twisted metal almost, mm-hmm. would definitely uh, diversify for someone that just has a few minutes to play or play. just wants to switch things up or play more with a group. Mm-hmm. It's nice, too, that this world that we're putting together, you know, we want to expand it into different modes and different ways to interact with it. But it's one of those things that, 
Uh, I love to see, you know, kind of evolve in various multiplayer games. I've worked on a, a few in my past, and the best part is when a multiplayer game that turns from just something you jump into a match for and enjoy with your friends to something where you start to role play your identity in this game where the character you created doesn't just engage in these multiplayer experiences, but keeps coming back because they're building upon their legacy in terms of the multiplayer environment. And I feel like Fractured Lands really opens that up to allow to do so many other ways in which you can kind of role play as characters in this wasteland. You could be yeah. the Lord Humongous of Fractured Lands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, um, in developing the game, did you have uh, any major roadblocks that you faced? Uh, uh, anything um, that stood out as difficult? Well, I think the the biggest challenge I'll I probably phrase it less as a roadblock and more of a challenge is you know we basically we're our game is self funded and as a smaller studio we kind of gave ourselves a deadline and we have a pretty small. Uh, game team working on this. I think we're about 22 to 24 developers on Fracture Lands right now, but for the majority of the development, we were not at that full capacity, and we've done what we've done in about a year, uh, which still saying out that out loud surprises me. Um, so it was really, it was really honestly more just how much we knew that we needed to accomplish in a short amount of time, um, and then just kind of honestly, I think prioritizing. The things that like we kind of have a three-way race going between we wanted to have competitive features for the other games out there right like we weren't about like you know we weren't about to cut you know major features that you'd expect to see um, in the game we also have our own you know innovative features that you would expect to see in this particular theme you know like a lot of things that uh that you'll see going forward into early access that we just couldn't possibly get to all of them. And then of course, performance and stability and making sure that every time we're trying to do both of those things, we're dedicating engineering and art time to just making sure that the game runs well and is bug free, um, crash free. So, you know, that I think that is the challenge and took a very um, senior development team who've done this and gone through the ringer a lot of different times to run that balance. I'm very proud of the balance that we've we've come out with. There's There's definitely some features that you may have seen in other Battle Royale games that you won't see day one. Um, one of the biggest ones being team team play. We kind of purposely decided that um, you know squad type play was going to be something we were going to support very, very soon, but we wanted to kind of give our solo play a chance to kind of find an audience and you know make sure everything was, was as bug-free as possible um, before we, for example, lumped that on. But, because of that, we were able to work more on features like, you know, different vehicle upgrades and um, different, you know, weapons than you'd see in other games and stuff like that. So, uh, so that's been, you know, the biggest challenge probably for me. So it really sounds like like the game certainly is not going to be a one trick pony. You have sounds like you have a lot of cards to play and and you have a really good roadmap planned. So, will if it doesn't have a feature at launch, then we can certainly look forward to more features or game modes uh, soon to come. Absolutely, yeah. I think we have more cards than we know what to do with. Like, <laughs> we have so many ideas for this game. We have so many like nobody's going to you know, have to be in fear of us kind of releasing this game and having it stagnate. As long as there's an audience playing it, it is going to continue to grow and evolve, and we're really excited to be doing that with our community. That's I awesome. could, I one could of the we're going in early access, too, is so that lots of different people can try the game at different stages and say, I really like the direction you're going, and then we as we add new features, they can say, 
oh, please more of this, or oh, we'd rather like this instead, and then we can start prioritizing and changing what we add and when, because like you said, we have so many different things we want to put in, and oh, so yeah. many ideas that just float around and, and just keep you know coming into the studio, and then we say to ourselves, but when should we do what, and, and at what rate should we do that? And yeah. when do we call this different, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely a fan of, uh, of the early access model for, for people who go along the path that, that you're going. And one of my favorites, kind of going back to what you said, one of my favorites has been the guys over at Wildcard in developing ARC. And you could see that, that the way that they started the game is a lot different than the way the game finished because it just kept evolving and evolving and it came through player feedback. And of course, I think we all know that player feedback can usually just be yelling and screaming on online um, and, rant, no. and, rant, and ranting <laughs> and ranting on videos. But, but, you know, they were able to, they were able to take a really good idea. And, you know, I, I guess if you look at the, if you look at the whiteboard, they've got a direction that they want to go and the direction that they could go. And then they've just kind of gone all through it. That sounds like, kind of what you guys are, are having have in store and have planned. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, having been on some of the, you know, larger game teams, you know, with like 200, 600 people on them, you know, you get to a point where like, you know, around this phase of the game is when you would start focus testing and you start having people look at your game. And so often you discover new things through your community playing. And when you're large and inflexible and you have, you know, ship dates with disc copies and stuff like that, like very often you don't find some of the best potential of a game until it's a little too late to react to it. That's so, the key point, large and inflexible. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, I likewise, I worked in very large studios, and despite, you know, pretty solid feedback coming in from the community, there's just certain ways we cannot move. Yeah. And it's yeah. just a way too far into one thing to just change direction. But for this game and for the studio in general, we're designing everything along the way to have places to pivot and have ways we can change and move in ways the community would probably appreciate more. And not only that, but we want to, you know, involve them in each one of those processes as well. Let them know, hey, we're designing this so you can give us that feedback. So please do at this stage and then we'll change things or we'll, you know, evaluate what you discussed. I come from an IT background and one common phrase that you may or may not have heard in game development is steering the Titanic. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when you have too many people to work with sometimes. Oh yeah. Heard it. I've lived it. <laughs> so let's get into some more nitty gritty details about the game and whether you can uh, divulge these tidbits or not. Um, will we see any type of customizations for the character or the car? Uh, absolutely. And, and just to be clear on customization, because we, we do hear people kind of talk about that in two ways. We talk about things as upgrades and kind of vanity customization. So in terms of upgrades, things that you will be looting uh, during the game, um, there are dozens of upgrades for your, you know, your character in terms of picking up armor and boost there for your weapons in terms of picking up um, different attachments and Honestly, there's a lot of things that you can pick up for your vehicle that will modify the way that it performs. So we have everything from jet boosters to um, jets, armors, like different tires you can get that will affect yeah. the performance of your car and the protection of your car, things that will expand your, your fuel capacity or your trunk capacity, things like that. Um, and then on the flip side, yes, we are supporting um, full uh, vanity customization for both the character and the vehicle. So. That is one thing that I'm 
super excited about, and I won't get too many into too many details about it. Um, but I will say, stay tuned to uh, you know our Twitter and stuff over the next few weeks because Robert and I are going to start trickling out some of the the yummy good goody uh, tidbits on that. But we are doing full character support, but also we are treating each one of our vehicles as a full character in and of itself that will have its own suite of customization features to make it look personal to you. Remember and, when I said uh, role playing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, Certainly, I like that. Certainly an I avenue. Like it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and that was again one of the, you know, in terms of talking about how like the car seems like it was reading people's minds. It was one of these things where like character customization is awesome, but especially when I have this thing that I can protect and is kind of acts as my home. And if you think about some of the, the fictions that you reference, like, you know, the characters in these in these fictions, they live in their vehicle. Like it is their is the only thing that's constant in a, you know, a dilapidated and changing world. So, you know, we want this to feel the same way. You come in with that vehicle and it's shown the uh you know, the the wear and tear of your battles and your story and what you've chosen to to decorate it with. And it really does up the emotional um, investment that you have in your car when you see somebody drive away with your hard earned, you know, paint job or, you know, or what, whatever that is. Um, and there is, you know, quite a few things that you, that you can do to your vehicle. Especially if you have to steal someone else's to survive and you're like, what did they put on you? <laughs> I guess I'll drive it, but you know, it's, it's like, ew. Uh, this Hello Kitty door right off. It's cool because, it's, yeah, to Robert's point, it's something that we actually had planned um, from the beginning, but obviously it wasn't in for like the majority of development. And early on in our play test, you know, cars felt very interchangeable. It, it was kind of like, you'd start to get your car shot, you'd just sort of just jump out and take somebody else's and drive it away. And we didn't feel like that kind of, felt, you know, fit the fiction as much. There's two major things that, that change that. Obviously, there's the customization that makes it feel like, you know, just today I was playing a play test where somebody destroyed my car and I had to, you know, take theirs afterwards. And I was just like, eh, it's just not the same. It's just not mine, you know. Um, it, it'll get the job done, um, but it's just not mine. And the other thing we do to support that is your car will always show on your map and your mini map. So you can not only find it when you kind of go out to like scavenge a couple things and kind of come back to maybe store some things in the trunk. Um, but also, even if somebody steals your vehicle, you will actually have a marker for where yeah, that vehicle is and you can hunt them you down. Can find oh. Revenge kill. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh and my it, gosh. It's actually kind of created some interesting tactics too where. You know, there's been times when I've baited somebody into stealing my vehicle in order to kind of track them down on foot, you know, wait till they're in a more vulnerable position, kill them, take it back, and you know, be better for it. So, <laughs> yeah, go do my looting I for like me. That. <laughs> I like that. Exactly. Just another, another layer of uh, gameplay element. I like that. So, yeah, and it works so well with the wasteland. Yeah, for yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Like we, that revenge kill of you—you you took my car. You are—you're you, marked for death. Is <laughs> is a cool feeling to have. That was my car. I see them driving away on it. So I have to ask, with um, all the the customization you listed, and then the controversy that a lot of games have today with loot box or unlockables, uh, will, will we see forms of uh, loot boxes or unlockables? Will they be a paywall of any kind in the game, uh, or will everything be available to grind for if you wanted it? 
Um, so I can't get too much into the specifics, but I will tell you about my philosophy. Okay. So my philosophy is that um, we really want to reward people for playing our game. Um, we don't want to kind of reward people for just, you know, willy-nilly, like, you know, spending money. Um, we definitely had an agenda early on that early access to us is for the development of the game. Um, we are not ruling out doing vanity or doing uh, in-game uh, purchases in the future, um, but for the most part early on, I would really like to make sure that we have people enjoying the game, staying in there. It's really important for a battle royale uh, to have a large community. Um, and so rather than, so uh, the short answer, I'm kind of, <laughs> trying to figure out how much I can dance around this. There will be plenty for you to, to play um, to earn. Okay. Um, and, uh, and that is most of what our philosophy is. You know, as the game is under development, we will kind of see how much, you know, the demand might spike for some of that stuff. But we never would make anything a paywall. And nothing that you would purchase in our game, if there ever are purchases, will in any way impact the game it will always be just for your uh, your your personal vanity very uh, respectable even, answer <laughs> yes. yeah even outside of that there's definitely like progression system that is going in that will be a motivator to uh to play the game and be good at the game um it definitely is being tuned to make sure that people who are better at uh both killing and surviving are getting uh justly rewarded when you say when you say a progression system, I don't know if you can answer it as far as detail goes. But is that something that's going to be related to like your car and character as far as its um, their unique abilities, or is it are you looking at more of a progression from a uh, customization standpoint? Uh, only cosmetic um, for our okay. character and abilities. We want to make sure that we stick with the battle royale kind of format, which is when you start, everybody is on equal footing. Um, okay. We will. Cool. We do actually have one other thing that I will super vaguely uh, <laughs> reference without talking about. It you will have no idea uh, what she's saying. Yeah, you will have no <laughs> idea what she's saying. But in the future, there actually may be something that combines a little bit of the two so that we can get a little bit of progression in. But I'm not ready to talk about that. Okay. I like it. Okay. I like it. I'm no intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Got to save something for Christmas. You can't just open all the presents ahead of time. <laughs> hey, game, games that games that do a good job um, at, at kind of delivering their core mission um, and that are fun, I have no problem spending extra money on, um, especially if I can get exactly what I want as opposed to kind of a random slot machine hoping to get something and just being disappointed most of yeah, the time. Yeah, I, I agree with your philosophy. So you touched on this a little bit earlier, <clears throat> and I want to rake you over the coals a little bit more about game modes. Now, I know we don't have a, a, a exact launch date set, and that's because you guys want to work, out, work the game out and um, follow or, you know, read our feedback and such. So is it safe to say that you think the game will launch with just solos, or it sounds like we're going to have... Um, duo or trio or squad in the future, but what, can you elaborate any more on game modes, game modes near launch? Near or? launch or... Yeah, so um, the the launch is very close around the corner, so I can I can pretty accurately uh, talk about what you know what game modes would be in there. At launch, you will be playing solo, and again, the reason for that is just as much uh, for the fact that we want to make sure that the matchmaking 
is very comfortable and you know people's queue times are are, are nice and, and short and uh, and you know we're kind of ironing out any of the major bugs that people have with the just gameplay in general or performance in general or settings in general and you know gen what happens when you kind of split your focus like that is you can tend to you know now have issues that we're trying to solve in squad at the same time as these performance issues we're trying to solve and to us it made sense at the day of launch to be zeroing in on those that being said um squads and uh team play in general is something that is one of our absolute highest priorities um to get into people's hands just because we know obviously how many people you know have their gaming groups have um you know or, or just in general even like that cooperative nature as you'd expect our game also lends itself very well to squad play just in terms of you know everybody kind of brings up the fantasy of like I want to roll in this vehicle and have this person as a gunner and this and that, like, that's going to feel so bad next. And I want my other friend, like, you know, like as a, you know, like escorting us with their smaller vehicle, you know, along the side and stuff. And all of that is definitely our fantasy as well. And so that will be a soon feature. I won't say how soon, but as soon as possible feature. Um, and it's not even going to be a challenge from a tech point of view. It's really more just us making sure that, um, you know, we get enough love into the solo mode before we split our attention. Right. Um, I just thought of a, a new question that wasn't on my list, stemming from that, um, regarding matchmaking. Feels over. That's okay. I didn't even read your list. I'll look no. <laughs> <laughs> um, is will there be? It, it, how did you design? matchmaking is it based purely on uh location demographic ping will will there be a skill um sort of deciding factor will it be skill-based matchmaking so that's the kind of perfect thing to kind of talk about how like you know our community will impact things so early on again our number one priority is to keep people's queue times low um, and so right now our matchmaking is mostly just about your performance and, and speed. It's, it's a mix of both. I won't get into all the technicalities of how it works in the background, but we, we balance between making sure that you have a good um, performing game that you get in quickly. Um, in terms of skill impacting that, it's definitely something we've talked about and something that we would still be interested in kind of hearing our community feedback about. It's difficult in a game where you are matched with, you know, dozens and dozens of other players because any sort of ELO you apply is sort of a little bit guesswork. Um, we talked about early on like, oh, we should do kind of a division system and like people can rank up and then we were like, oh, but then when you get higher, you might actually be punished by, you know, longer wait times and stuff like that. It's actually kind of interesting how a game like this to some degree just kind of does that within the match itself. You have your, right. kind of your matchmaking <laughs> bracket, how long you can survive and you know, and, and I think with, with player counts the size that they are, it sort of works itself out. But that's definitely something we'll keep our eye on and listen to our community. And if they are feeling like, you know, the skill distribution is really kind of imbalanced and, and not to everyone's liking, it's definitely something that we absolutely could add. And then we'll just kind of test it as it goes and make sure it works. You know, it'll be much easier when we have a million players. So just Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. Our players. We'll just know how to work. Absolutely. But we'll get the word out. <laughs> um, 
so in uh, similar games like Overwatch or even CS:GO, they had you know like in-game uh, sprays or graffitis that you can place in the game. Is there anything along those lines in Fractured Lands? Will I be able to spray paint somebody's car with? Hey, some funny enough, that emojis? was actually that was actually kind of one of the earlier things that we uh, that we chatted about. Speaking of just like the long, long list of uh, of features, just in terms of even like being able to tag kind of things outside of a building to almost psych players out of like, you know, this has already been looted, but has it? Um, so that is not planned as a launch feature. Um, as everything else, like we actually have a massive list of things of vanity type customizations. And that's definitely one that I would like to support in the future, but you won't see it right away. In the meantime, if you just get an opponent close up to a wall and shoot them, that's it's a really good <laughs> Right. Yes, you will definitely. <laughs> there's there's a lot of wall. red spray paint. Yeah. Oh, and I will also tell you, um, in terms of spray paint, it's not exactly the feature that you want, but one of our boosts that uh, actually makes you run faster and hit harder with melee is spraying yourself in the face with uh, spray paint. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shiny and chrome. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't understand the reference. Yeah, I'm not sure. Of course not. Of course. Yeah. What a lovely day. Lovely day. <laughs> so um, another big sticking point with uh, one particular BR game, which we won't mention, but is uh, hackers and cheaters. What precautions have you taken in Fractured Lands to try and combat those issues? Zero. Let them come. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Um, it's the wasteland. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. Ob obviously, that's something that we're we're paying very close attention to. I'll tell you a couple of things that are going to give us a bit of a competitive advantage over certain other games. Number one, I mean, and this isn't for nothing, but our CEO of the company is an engineer that works very closely on the uh, on the uh, game code, and our CTO of the company is the lead gameplay engineer on the uh, on the game as well. So everything that we are building, we are kind of thinking about performance and hacking and everything like that. Um, certain games are actually not built on a, uh, a server authoritative architecture, which is a very dangerous thing for a multiplayer game to do. Our game is server authoritative, which is just the first step and something that, you know, like if you see a game like uh, Fortnite, which doesn't get quite as much of this, that's that's step number one. Mm -hmm. um, I am not an engineer, so I won't pretend to be too much smarter than, than, than that um, in terms of like all the uh, the layers of things, but it is something that, um, that yes, we are paying attention to. We are getting third-party um, partners and um, solutions for, um, you know, having a community manager like Robert, who is <clears> kind <throat> of keeping an eye on things. Actually, it's <laughs> Robert's fault if... Uh, if people yeah, do. it's okay. Um, but yeah, we, we are taking it very seriously and we will be, you know, kind of monitoring it when we're live and just making sure that, you know, we do react quickly if, if uh, exploits do come up. So I can attest I yell at them for pretty much anything I see as a, and a, never heard a mistake and so, or a problem or something like that. So <laughs> if we ever had any issues with cheating, I would certainly raise a stink. In the meantime, we're, we're doing our best to prevent yeah. those issues. It's right. going to be hard to say till we're out what will happen, um, yeah. as it always right. is. But, um, but we are preparing for you know everything that we can. So I have to ask, um, can we entertain the fact of 
perhaps not banning a cheater, but it like have some games have done in the past, just embarrass them to no end while they are still in the game. Like they will be able to pick up weapons or items and they would have like a dunce cap on maybe or a clown nose. I walk behind him with the bell shouting shame. <laughs> they walk with a limp maybe. Well, I will, I will say um, that one of the factors that will also motivate cheaters is when you have things like in-game, you know, purchasable items that you can earn and trade on a marketplace. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. that, that stuff does contribute because if people can make a living cheating off of your game, they don't really care about shame. They care about money. Um, and so, you know, the fact, you know, some, some of the stuff we talked about earlier, just in terms of where we're putting our emphasis in terms of like making game people want to play and things like that should help also reduce people's dedication towards it. I'm not going to be naive and say that people won't still try because they do um they always do but um, clever but but it's incentivized but you're but when you do things like say hey while we're in early access and we're not and our ship isn't watertight we're going to you know have these items that people can literally make real life money off of you're you're kind of definitely asking people to bring their worst so um, absolutely i completely uh, agree something that again we're 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 considering all angles a bit um on your steam landing page the first thing that you, that you that you point out that i find is admirable is you you know in a pair paraphrasing then how you want to work with the community uh to make this early access game uh better or steer it in the direction that the community wants so um how can those players especially your partnered or beta test players provide that feedback what means is there oh, so many ways um we have first and foremost when we had our beta we told people to put down their feedback and any issues they noticed or any concerns they had or even questions through a form we had on our website uh, you can find that now there's a button that says support on the main page and all pages going forward fractured-lands.com yeah, we also have a twitter account that you can raise a stink upon and I will uh, typically respond to you. That's at Fractured Lands. It's we have Robert Peeler. No. I feel bad if you guys actually go that direction. So please. Um, there's also, of course, our Facebook page and I also respond as well there. Uh, we're talking on Discord with you and we have our own official Discord that we send out invites to on the regular through our other social channels. We also have, because this is a PC game launched on Steam, some Steam forums uh, where people have been raising questions questions and concerns via threads, and I respond to those. I also respond to the comments on all of our articles that go up on Steam, and you can also put in comments on the blog that's also on our website. So, Well, and a major one is if you go to our settings screen, you can um, yep. file any sort of ticket through our game directly. So yeah, that's that goes directly to an email, yeah. Yeah, so. it goes directly to... Robert's personal home email. So yeah, lots and lots of channels. Um, I don't try to spread it out too much so that people have a hard time finding the best place to go, but I do also try to read everything that comes in from every direction and give anybody who has a particular way that they prefer to send us their feedback to please do so and I will read it. 
And, uh, you know, we have a pretty active Discord um, chat going at all times. And you'd be surprised how many of the developers, we are instructed by Robert not to directly uh, interact unless unless yeah. we clear it. With Don't him. feed the but, animals. But, uh, unless I'm sitting right next to her listening to everything she says. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm a lurker, and I definitely watch all the conversations that are going on. And um, sometimes our lead designer gets out of hand and starts talking to people. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, there's, there's definitely plenty of ways to get a hold of us, and we will continually have new and interesting ways to reach out to us. Not just saying, oh, there's all these channels, so talk whenever you want, but rather uh, orchestrating campaigns and um, soliciting feedback whenever it is best appropriate, and we can start making those changes. Because not only do we want to ask people to tell us what they think about the game or introduce issues to us that we can address, but we want to show them how their feedback has been helpful and in what ways that feedback is helping shape the game. That's a key aspect to our community development as well. So please talk to us. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the things. Being a fan of, of early access games, I find the ones that I, I usually stick with the longest, whether they're good, great, or terrible, is I will stick with a bad game that's got a lot of bugs as long as people are talking to us from a player perspective. You know, when we're submitting feedback or... or you know, there's a lot of complaints. If people are up front and they're addressing the concerns and, you know, if nothing else, saying, hey, we're working on it, we're working on it, thanks for the feedback, um, thanks for yelling at us, we appreciate it. <laughs> um, but some of them just kind of just disappear and hide. And, yeah. you know, that they usually they usually don't, they don't get much loyalty from people who are playing it because, you know, you feel, you Ignored. expect, you know, well, yeah, you expect, you expect a certain amount of, issues coming up through early access because um, you're tweaking a lot of things and trying to zero in what you're doing. Right. But when, as long as people are talking and responding, I think everybody gets a more of a sense of ownership of helping progress development. Right. For sure. You're part of our team in terms of giving us the feedback that we need to progress and make this game better. And without players to you know populate these servers and enjoy the game, uh, we didn't really make a purposeful game if they're no one there to play it. So I know there are a lot of developers who might be afraid of you, but we are fearless. So you guys have worked for a lot of companies that um, take a lot of heat. So you, yeah, you've, well, you've seen the worst of it. And honestly, when you're on larger teams like that, I think one of the one of the disconnects that happens having been on teams like that is the development teams are so large that if you get a community manager, it's very hard for them to really be in constant communication with the team and for everyone to be um, in sync. And then of course, if you're too small, you probably can't really afford to have a dedicated community manager. So you probably have somebody trying to program with one hand while they're on Discord with the other hand, and that's not gonna work out either. So, you know, one of the first hires we made for, you know, Fractured Lands while we were building our studio was a strong community manager that could, you know, do what Robert does and, keep us developing, but we are in constant communication all the time. Um, and uh, and I actually think it's it's really been great uh, addition for our studio because Aww. yeah, we, we want to <laughs> we, we, we want to talk to our, to our community and there's gonna be a lot of voices out there and like Robert's a really good tool for us to help unify those voices into uh, one shrill voice. I am a tool. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some advice for, I mean, uh, there's so many times where I've talked to friends of mine who were developers in other studios and they uh, more often than not don't even know who their community manager is when they do have one. So my advice to anybody out there is 
working on a game or as a community manager for a development team, just make sure everybody knows who you are and that they hear from you on a regular basis because I think that's key in order to get that communication flow going. Even if you plan a great Twitter feed, it's not necessarily going to work out if the people don't know what you're saying. It right. blows my mind how some larger uh, studios can be so disconnected with with the community. And it, it's like they don't even play their own game. They, they don't even... Oh, we lost them. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Was it that tough of a question? No. <laughs> I guess we are scared. <laughs> Uh, I was just saying that I was surprised with uh, some bigger studios how disconnected they can be with the community and uh, sometimes I often wonder if they've even played the game that their studio developed or not yeah um it's good to know that that, uh, it's just good to know to hear that you guys are more like a a, a team family that's working on this and that there's a a good amount of communication overall because it just feels that it, it when there's better communication, you're going to have a better product in the end. You know, if you I hear totally from, agree. yeah, I totally agree. That's one of the reasons why, again, I like being a kind of a smaller, a smaller team. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, as the creative director sit, um, you know, right in the middle of where everyone's developing, you know, don't have many private conversations when I can help it. So, you know, if we're talking about a date or an issue, Pretty much everybody can hear, um, and uh, everyone can be involved in, in solving that together. And yeah. Even if she accidentally does that, I just walk over and say, hey, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> 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 yep, the water cooler talk and development. Um, let's see, what else did I have for you? Oh, um, what are the other uh, testing dates you have planned? I only saw them go out to the end of June, I think. That was it. That was, that was it. Okay. That's the end of our test. Our, ne- our next step is early access. And I mean, in a way, that's a bit of a test itself, too, because it is an early access, a legit one where we we make making development along the way with everyone's feedback. But that is our next milestone is putting it out to public for purchase and play. Ooh, I like Exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's coming quick. It's very, yes. Hit oh, your <laughs> Hit your refresh often. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> just as a good reminder, go to that Steam page. We have an option to wishlist our game, and we'd really appreciate anyone who's listening and interested in the game to do so, so that we can remind you through the Steam uh, platform that the game is available when it comes available. Really, it's so it's in mine. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, another question we had um, live was uh, someone was asking for future uh, platform expansion. Uh, Is there any idea on the drawing board for this, for Fractured Lands to come to console or? Um, So again, don't want to say anything in stone because I get in trouble. Right. Uh, (laughs) What I will say is that our DNA is console development. Um, We have always been multi-platform developers and we are very excited about that. You will also notice that our controls and our screens and everything are set up to be very gamepad friendly. Um, so you can intuit what you will from that. <laughs> okay. uh, no, the answer is no. <laughs> so, so no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, well, Robert pretty much shot, shot me down on my last question, but uh, I'll ask, is, is there anything interesting else happening at Unbroken that you can talk about? Um, teasers or... 
You mean you mean this isn't enough? Fracture yeah, lines isn't enough. <laughs> I'm just trying. You can plug whatever else you want to plug. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna go to Wasteland Weekend this summer. I'm gonna try to yeah. get get more of our uh, studio to go out. I think everybody here is just really really excited to uh, to uh, you know really uh, get the game out and start experiencing that. Uh, we have other irons in the fire. Like I said, we actually um, only about half our studio is working on fractured lands, so that's definitely something to kind of keep keep your eye on our um, you know our community management and and our our studio website, and we'll talk about our other projects as they uh, are able to be talked about. Yeah, Bernard, to what she said about Wasteland Weekend, we were at E3 this year, and it would be nice if we could be anywhere else. So. We will see what happens. Then. You know what I would like to see is uh, some blog posts about Wasteland Weekend, especially if oh, we yeah. get more people oh, to go. Yeah. We, 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 if we go, or, I mean, I'm going either way. But, she won't uh, stop shutting up about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be something that we talk about. Actually, there's also a, uh, a post-apocalyptic car show yeah. in uh, our hometown of El Segundo. Uh, we, uh, we our development studio is just south. Show up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably go head over there because it's literally like walking distance from our from our studio so um i don't remember any details on that so i can't give them but um just look up wasteland weekend or like it's it's a wasteland it's a post-apocalyptic car show in el segundo Segundo, yeah it's 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 happening around the corner so if you want to meet any of us that would probably be a a good spot to come hang out sweet very cool did we have a round table mary or uh nukes do you have anything else you want to ask or i think you guys i think you guys have covered it i've i I was coming into this i'm not a huge fan of battle royale because it all just seems to kind of play out the same but i'm i'm very very intrigued now i see that car is like a mobile base building yeah it gets me excited very much so. He's got the mind of a child. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm one, of, I'm one of those that, that, that will grind for weeks trying to build a base. Oh, you know what? One thing I will say, and uh, you will see more when we, uh, when we kind of announce the actual official date and everything soon, but do expect more vehicles than what you have seen in, uh, in our initial um, beta testing. Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, we, have an exclusive. we have an exclusive <laughs> alright well while you guys have me on the line I want to uh, ask you guys a question uh, sure. this is part of my job part of the deal Robert so I would like to know from each one of you one thing you hope to see uh, come in early access or later in Fracture Lands development mm-hmm. Mary I'll let you go first because you're probably the biggest <laughs> biggest, on the, biggest hype queen for this game right now well i mean uh for me uh i love the idea of, of starting off with the, the solo solo playing to kind of get the feel of the game and start like a role-playing type of adventure but if uh, as soon as you can i'd love to have like a, at least a duo type of of multiplayer because i'd love to play with friends that uh love that t- sort of thing as well cool. so that's the first thing that i'd love to see Nuke, do you want to weigh in, or do you want me to go first? You go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Mary a little bit on the team play, just because the Over 30 Clan motto is PTFO. And when we get older, (laughs) we're not as skilled, so we have to rely on each other as a pack mentality. (laughs) (laughs) So so I I look forward uh, to team play very soon. Uh, And one side note that I wanted to mention was, 
Um, I love what you did with the audio for the vehicles because being a huge gearhead and car nut uh, that I hate when games have really crappy engine sounds <laughs> for cars. <laughs> and uh, so pass on the praise to our audio engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so I look forward to seeing different vehicles too and customizations for vehicles. Um, I sort of think of uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the game. Crossout when yeah. you just get crazy with uh, changing the way the vehicle looks. Um, so I'm sort of envisioning that, you know, being able to maybe put two or three blowers on my car or <laughs> some side pipes or <laughs> maybe stacks. robotic giant scorpion cars. But we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make the laundry list too long, but you know, I'm excited with what you have already. But <laughs> Guys look for fair and fairly. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to say no. <laughs> You're on the spot now, Nuke. Um, the, the only thing as far as looking looking towards the future, a game mode where either I can escort a gas truck or take it down <laughs> or have the uh, have the big 18-wheeler with the uh, guitar player hanging from it. That oh, dang. That Again, be... I don't understand your reference. Yeah, I'm not I don't sure have you're, you keep speaking of these these obscure it's references. It's his brand new ideas that I came up with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sprung up. He, he does that all the time. <laughs> I just came up with it on the spot. Like explosions. <laughs> Fireworks, <laughs> maybe. Explosions. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, cool. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah, so no, it's nice. cool to hear. Well, Robert and Farron, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us, and I really appreciate you uh, sharing your passion and details for Fractured Lands. I'm myself very excited to see the game uh, be released, and uh, I can't wait to play it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to, to chat with us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's been been great. I appreciate it. True pleasure. I know it's a little well, later than normal. I really shot for a really late night, but I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to twist my kids' arms to be quiet around here. I don't, uh-huh. I'm ready to build my own little studio because usually they're getting to be tweens now, and so you know the, the crap talk starts to ensue when they play online. <laughs> 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 so it doesn't really make for good recording. Robert, I do have one question that's completely off topic. I saw you worked at um, at Square Enix a while back. I did, yeah. Please tell me there's a Sleeping Dogs 2 coming. <laughs> <laughs> I I will tell you I have a giant print of a, the cover of Sleeping Dogs done by one of the artists that put it together, so I can show that to you, but not <laughs> <laughs> I just I just had to ask. I just had to ask because it was one of my favorite games of all time. All right, cool, guys. Thanks for having us on again. Thank you guys so much. Thank yeah, you. thank you. We right. look forward to the game. Yeah, see you in the wasteland. All right, All right take, take it care. easy. Bye. Oh, that went very well. I really yeah. like... Um, Are we done recording? I'm still recording, but I can take stuff out if we need to. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, they, they answered questions... Uh, that I had, you know, and things that I, I, uh, they felt, it felt like they really knew what they were talking about. And that gives me a lot of confidence in, um, the game. They're very attentive because they're small. And so they're hungry 
uh, it sounds like not desperate hungry, but I mean, they no. want to make a good impression and they seem to have done amazing things with the resources they've had to work with, mm-hmm. the, you know, instead of like they were saying, some AAA studio having a hundred million dollar budget, you know, they, you can get lazy and just like star Wars movies, perhaps, you know, and just try right. and rely on special effects to make the movie good. And it doesn't, and usually it doesn't yeah. turn out very well. But they well, I like the, I love the, the thing is the thing that stands out the most to me and that I really appreciate is that they have a vision for what they want, but they are also open to flexibility and kind of going where, going being willing to go and test where the game will will kind of in the community kind of takes it evolve. Um, yeah, yeah, because I mean it, it's it's a great concept, um, and I was very skeptical coming into it um, because you know I'm not a huge BR fan. Yeah, I'd say they almost won you over, Nuke. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really very interested in the way the way they talk about it, and especially when he was it, talking it, about you know wanting this guy for this thing. I know you just want me to drive and you just want to sit on the back shooting people. <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> That's absolutely. the first thing I well, thought of when they started saying that. I'm like, well, I know that scenario. That's where Nuke says, get in and drive, BD, and then I'll just shoot unlimited ammo <laughs> until he starts killing things. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the 50. Take, take the wheel. <laughs> and I think, I think that's actually their passion, right? I mean, they're they're obviously passionate about their game, their genre. They they want to work with the community. I mean, uh, Popsicle, um, you know, from the day I reached out to him, was, was all over kind of working with the uh, Over 30 clan the amount of beta keys they were um, willing to give us to, to give it a shot and and then also you know getting having their time and one of the developers come and join us on our, our podcast today right so oh, yeah. um, obviously they're hugely passionate love talking about it and i think that you know the things like that kind of you know, rub off on people like new right mm-hmm. oh yeah it spoke oh, yeah. volumes and you can and you sort of heard it in some of the stories i mean they left big places for a reason and it seems like they like the team that they set up because they're smaller and they get shit done. Yeah, and, and coming from an IT background, I can completely relate to that. <laughs> you don't get just uh, you know people riding the line, it just you know skating by in the bare minimum all the time. Yeah, I like I like the fact that they describe that as that uh, everybody has a job. There's no like senior overhead. Everyone is a senior, and they're working hard to get their part done, type of thing, and working together. And I like that. I like knowing that that's what's going on versus just a lot of management and then a couple of little scrubs down at the bottom actually doing the work. <laughs> well, it, Nuke did a little bit of cyber stalking, and so did I. I didn't really mention it, but you know, I looked up who the CEO was and all that, and they weren't just some disconnected management guy with a business degree. They were people that right. actually developed and we were engineers or developers and in, in my opinion that's the perfect recipe for success is because yeah. you got somebody who has a clue you know like, like i mentioned before there were triple a studios out there where they don't have any idea they have no idea and it's like they've never played the game probably because they haven't <laughs> you know yeah. they're not gamers it's like yeah never it's game a, it's just there i'm selling a product so. yeah how can you be a community manager if, if you don't play or use the product you're selling so these guys mm-hmm. definitely uh, spoke volumes just to their culture and um work ethic i think mm-hmm. yep and i like i like the the uh whole loot box you know grind type of uh answer that he gave i appreciated that a lot because it's like i don't mind if they want to sell 
you know, the vanity products as they refer to them as, you know, it's as long as I can also try to grind for them in game as well, then right. I'm like, okay, you know, there's nothing behind a paywall that I'm forced to like, if I want that, I have to pay for it. It's like, I can actually earn it. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, gamers especially don't realize that game development is not free. There's a lot of free-to-play games, free-to-play content out there, and I think people confuse, um, you know, free-to-play with uh, everything should just be free and it should be given everything. Mm -hmm. um, but reality, I mean, they have 40 people who are highly skilled from the sounds of that need paychecks to be able to support their family, so I get that they need to come up with some sort of pay system. Just some people do it better than others. Well, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, the only items is, is A-OK, -okay, my boys. Yeah, yep. absolutely, because... Um, the name of the game really is the buzz phrases are services and reoccurring revenue. And really you can't sell a million copies every single year. No game does that. So the only way to, to supplement income with reoccurring revenue is with that stuff. And as long as it's cosmetic, I have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if they, yeah. if they keep making it fresh, like they seem to be on the ball about that tagging uh, question that you came up with, Mary, and so I can, I mean, you can see uh, endless uh, possibilities with that. Well, imagine you could tag an enemy's vehicle and it stays with your vehicle for a week. Like, they're forced to move <laughs> another vehicle for a week. Just think of that as a fool. Total BM. Yeah. But the alternative to the vanity stuff, the, the you know, paying for uh, vanity items, is things like paying for new maps, paying for new content and that fractures the community i think if the game and the content and everyone can play on the level playing field is set mm -hmm. and the way they supplement income is with vanity items so one guy will have a gold car as opposed to a regular looking car right you know to me i think that that's hits a perfect trade-off right where everyone can still play together you don't have that battlefield um battlefield 4 issue where people are split among different maps and different um season pass content you know releases uh, all the community is all in one place. It's just some people can look pretty doing it. Others, maybe not so much. But the, right. the game's free for everyone. Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, I have I have no issue paying for uh, paying extra for different stuff, as long as one, it doesn't. It's not a power deal, and two, I can buy exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. So if I want, you know, if I want. They've got a skin that is a uh, a diamond-studded blower on a for a, for the hood of a car. <laughs> um, you know, that's the one thing. That's the only thing I want. That's the one thing I really, really want. I don't want to have to buy 15 loot boxes to try to get it. Yeah. And I was just—you had me sold on the game when they told me they were going to Wasteland Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I will see you there. Well, Look for that, Lord Humongous. <laughs> when you hinted at partner vehicles, like you could have like a two player with a gun turret on top, and one person can drive, the other person is on the back of the mm -hmm. back of the car in a gun turret. I mean, that just yes. oh, mm -hmm. oh yes. man, yep. like, <laughs> rails are missing this, right? Um, oh. so it's great. And the great thing they fixed the whole vehicle thing is how many times you've been in other battle rail games and you've been stuck in the outskirts of the map and you have no way to get in and you're just you dying to the zone right i think this mm -hmm. way it gives everyone a fighting chance to be able to play until the very last and the only time they should die is if someone outplays them right as yeah. opposed to just having 20 people die because of some you know blue zone stuck out in the blue zone yeah exactly yeah. and i like the idea that they they want it to be more like um the the car is basically like your horse you're out in the wild west and you know you lose your horse you're dead you know like or you could but also i love the idea that you can still find your car wherever it is on the map you know yeah. that that really like piqued my interest 
Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Well, immediately, (laughs) immediately what I started thinking of was, um, you know, in the movie that they can't really mention, you know, (laughs) is Max sets the bomb on the bottom of the car, right? And so it's booby trapped, and so that's the first thing I thought of is like, wow, will they you know give you the ability to destroy the car if you want, if it means you know baiting someone to get into it, <laughs> you know, an easy kill, but you gave up you know everything. And another thing I didn't realize that I didn't see in the gameplay ever that they mentioned a couple times was being able to store items in the trunk of the car. Oh, I missed that. I missed yeah, saying Fer- that. Farron mentioned okay. that a couple times about being able to put things in the trunk. Ooh. <clears throat> Yes, Very excellent. Good. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I think this is a different enough experience in the Battle Royale genre to uh, warrant my time when it comes to early access. For sure. And uh, I should have been selfish and stole one of our partner keys and played it for myself, but <laughs> but I was a good little soldier and I didn't. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, 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 but I'm, I think I'm more excited about it now, actually, um, and I'm interested to see what they're going to do. With it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was interested before. Now I'm very excited. Uh, Mm-hmm. Well, and I've gone from yeah to okay, yeah. I'm I'm definitely interested. I'm going to check this out because you know one of the job. one of the things four, that he sold four copies in one in one one hour uh, podcast. Right? I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty that's pretty much. Right? That's money. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'll say this: through early access, I'd be more than willing to pay the price that they're going to be asking for it. I asked about price. I, I hit uh, Robert up real quick, and I said, I forgot to ask, can you mention anything about a price point? His reply was, there will be a price. <laughs> Good to know. A price, a price will be paid. Yeah, a price and will blood. be paid. <laughs> Just give her your guess and walk away, and we spare your lives. <laughs> there doesn't have to be any Aww. bloodshed. <laughs> Unless I want to use you for a spray on a wall. <laughs> that was pay the money and walk away. <laughs> yeah, that was... Pay the oh, money and walk shit. away. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be a lot quicker, but maybe we turned this into a full-hour podcast, so I am very, very happy with the outcome. So, and, Absolutely. Yeah, obviously, you guys can Google Fractured Lands, or it would just be fractured-lands.com to check it out. It's on Steam. They, could, they really alluded to it being any day. The, the, they wouldn't give me a date earlier, and they wouldn't mention it in here, but uh, the Steam page says summer 2018, but you know they alluded keep refreshing because it could be any day now. <laughs> well, it, you know, they've, done their, they've done their betas, and that's all that they have planned, so I would, I would expect it within the next, within the next few weeks. Yeah. You heard it here first on the Over 30 Clan podcast. That's right. <laughs> purely, purely guessing, but it's coming in the next few weeks. Yeah. Coming, we coming have, in exactly 14 and a half days. We have, we have a couple <laughs> of exclusives here. I'm sure that there was a better interview than what most people gave them. And you can check us out at Over30Clan.com. YouTube's and Twitch at, at Over30ClanUSA. I've been Woo-hoo. your host, Black Death. And along with me was Nuclecoog, Anita Gunn, and Oprey. Thank you, guys. Biggest yeah. shout out to Oprah for setting it all up. Ooh, Our new here. marketing manager. <laughs> I finally got a promotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just remember, a pat on the back is a foot away from a kick in the ass. <laughs> 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 Figuratively and literally. <laughs> Used to work with an old timer that would always tell me that. <laughs> Just remember, a 
pat on the back is just a foot away from a kick in the ass. <laughs> Which is, is so true. Yeah, I'll so never cool. forget it. It was one of the best things I've ever learned as a young adult. You know. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I just thought of something. I thought of something that I would hope they might add later on. Since they're using Unreal 4, I wonder if they would do a limited, um, limited dev kit and allow the community to develop, um, allow the community to develop and submit possible uh, vanity items, and then Ooh. they choose from them. Yeah, that's not a bad Ooh. idea. That would be cool. I mean, that's not something that they could even entertain at the moment. TM. That would be cool if they did, did <laughs> later on. Down the line, I I can definitely see that. That would that would a lot of people because there's a lot of artists that have that uh the post-apocalyptic um art and they would just be drooling to do that sort of thing for customization of, the, of their own characters in the game add little mm -hmm. things like that oh that'd be awesome your own gear your own stuff i mean it, it i could make my bunny be, hat it could possibly well it could possibly be a, a nightmare from a uh trademark true like wouldn't have to wouldn't want to pull stuff directly from Mad Max to be able to put in the game, but you know, exactly. to be able to take it and and have allow people because UE4 is everybody can download it and everybody can do, can use it. Mm -hmm. So allow people to develop their own stuff through Blender or whatever their software they're using, and then and rig it, have it ready, submit it, and then have community votes on hey, which ones you know this is going to be round one. We're going to add something from this. Highest vote wins. Yeah, I just like a cool. It. It's just a cool way to really engage and pull in the uh, the community even more. It, especially with a with the, the the push towards a a role playing scenario games. That oh, that is something that's like it just perfect for it. Yeah, it's something that'd be cool. I think would be really cool down the line. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a wrap. Dang.